Hi, this is Bob Panos, and uh, thank you for joining us for the IT Unfiltered podcast. Today I have Michael Johnson, MJ, with me again. Hi, MJ. Hey, Bob. Good to be here. Thank you. Um, so today's topic is, again, SAP RISE, and thinking about uh, SAP RISE, you know, being around for the last few years. We have had a couple of podcasts that have been, you know, uh, focused on this topic. What changes have you been seeing, you know, since it's been around last few years? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, one of the previous podcasts, I, I made a big point in saying that Rise is kind of evolving, right? It, it's a solution that SAP is trying to figure out where and how it can be successful in the marketplace. Um, and so, obviously, you know, every month or so, there's new components to it. Um, we are seeing some some more adoption from customers in the uh, new to SAP space. So, so customers that aren't on an ERP platform run by SAP, um, they are choosing Rise as a viable option to make their journey. Uh, there's also a, a pretty big push from SAP uh, with a new program offering called Grow with SAP. And that's really an accelerator to Rise, particularly around a multi-tenant, um, public cloud type of offering. But we're also seeing existing customers, uh, current either S4 or ECC application customers, at the very least evaluating what Rise could be, right? And I know that we've had a number of organizations that we've been talking to in that position. They've been looking at uh, how Rise could work for their organization. And they've been asking a lot of questions, both of us and of SAP, to try to figure out what that may look like um, and you know, to see if it's a viable business model to them. Um, and actually, that brings up an interesting point because one of the things that I've encountered, and I know you've seen this a couple of times too, and I'm curious your point on it, is within the Rise space, the SAP uh, RACI or, or area of responsibility tends to be focused around the core, the application, right? And there are customer ecosystems that are built around SAP, but aren't necessarily siloed to just SAP. And so there's some things that, that we may call SAP adjacent, uh, integration points, um, other programs and applications that still need to interact with SAP. Uh, and I'm kind of curious what your take or what you're seeing within the, the marketplace is how customers are kind of addressing those SAP adjacent workloads with the rise conversation, yeah, no, that's a good question. Yeah, we uh, uh, we've had a couple of engagements uh, uh, around rise, and what we've been seeing specifically with what you're you're calling SAP adjacent applications is that based on the the SAP rise racy uh, chart, there are only certain applications that SAP will support in their RISE environment. And so the other applications, you know, have to reside somewhere. Sometimes customers are caught a little bit flat-footed because it's not something that SAP says, hey, you know, by the way, your, your XYZ application isn't going to run in RISE. It's not going to be supported, even though they may be buying that particular application from SAP currently. That's the other piece of this. Not not all all software that you purchase from SAP, you can't just assume that it's going to going to run in Rise. So what we've been talking to customers about uh, when they run into that situation with uh, SAP is, hey, uh, where do you want to run those applications? You know, a couple options. It depends on the type of customer as well. Is this a customer that's new to SAP? Are they, you know, are, are they a divestiture and they need to, you know, clone an existing SAP environment and then migrate to, you know, to S4 Rise? 
uh, or is it a customer who you know decides they want to go to Rise? And so the ramifications are that if you're on prem, you know that takes that's a migration, right? And do you keep the uh, SAP JSON applications on prem? Do you move everything to the public cloud? Because that's what Rise requires. It, 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 and there are, of course, as we know, there's there's other you know options that to keep Rise on prem. But the the vast majority of customers are are moving to the public cloud, so that uh, creates an issue with those adjacent applications of where will they reside? Are we moving those to the cloud? And SAP is not going to do it for you. The SAP will will say, hey, we don't support those applications. You can certainly put them in the, the public cloud. Um, so let's say you're going to Azure. You know, um, SAP's Azure tenant is controlled by SAP. And it's not like the, you know, they're going to let you, you know, just ride along, you know, in their tenant. You have to create your own tenant if you want to yep. migrate. So um, what we're seeing is customers have to create a separate tenant if they don't already have one and whichever, you know, public cloud platform they want to use, or they will create a, uh, you know, um, a connection between their on-prem or colo environment with the um, the SAP public cloud tenant. Again, wherever that resides, AWS, you know, Azure, Google. And there's lots of ways to, to make that connectivity happen. You know, many, many customers choose like uh, an express route or direct mm-hmm. connect, depending on the the, the brand name, uh, but that essentially allows them to connect up their their existing on prem environment or colo environment to the public cloud in a, in a direct and secure high speed fashion. Um, and, ma- and many you know colo providers have those connections readily available. We we included right you know the, the, our, at our colo, so um, we have experience doing that. Uh, and that seems to, to, to solve that problem, at least in the terms of connecting the, the two environments up and then allowing your adjacent applications to run where, where they originally resided and uh, SAP to run uh, in the, you know, the rise environment. So that, that's kind of what we're seeing yeah. uh, in terms of, you know, those adjacent applications. So it sounds like, you know, there is solutions and options to the problem, right? You know, the, the, the public cloud providers, um, you know, partners like American Digital, Colocations, and, and, and others have an answer for this. Uh, it sounds to me like the, the sticking point at this point might be just awareness from the customer's perspective that this is something they need to ask. This is something they need to consider. These are things that maybe shouldn't be just assumed under the RISE umbrella. Is that accurate? Yeah, totally accurate. And I think that's where a company like American Digital and other consulting companies can help, you know, clients is having those conversations ahead of time outside of SAP. If you have a trusted SAP services partner, engage with them early on you know, assuming they have a, a good handle on rise, right. And they understand it uh, like we do. Uh, and they have experience going through the motions because you, you know, that, you know, the pitfalls then, you know, the, at least the ones you've run into, right. Cause it's, we're still early in this, in the, in this, uh, you know, migration to, to rise. Uh, so bringing a partner in early and having those discussions, especially uh, one that has SAP knowledge and infrastructure knowledge to understand the ramifications of, you know, those choices, right? Because if you go in blind and you just, you know, you listen to SAP, you know, you, you might be caught flat-footed, you know, and like, oh, 
wait, wait a second. So we have two environments now that we're managing and right. Yeah. I mean, you're going to end up with that regardless. Right. But it's knowing ahead of time to your point, you know, of what to expect and then how to plan for it. So, you know, one of the key issues is management. How to, okay. So I have a racy chart with SAP for, for rise that, so they'll have, um, you know, a set of responsibilities to manage those workloads because they, they, they will manage them to a certain level, but then you're responsible for managing beyond that. So, you know, am I implementing different alerting and uh, monitoring software, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, tying into your existing ticketing system, all those processes need to be talked about and how they're going to work now that you have two separate environments, because regardless of, you know, if you go to the cloud, quote unquote, you'll need a separate tenant. From the SAP tenant. So that's two different environments. Mm-hmm. And oh, by the way, which 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 region are you going to put them in? Do you want them, you know, different regions, right? Or do you want them adjacent, right? And then what are you going to do about DR and so forth, right? All these considerations that, you know, when you have uh, your own data center, you have a little bit more control over. Now you have this third party, i.e. SAP, in the mix, and they have their requirements, right? You know, yeah. downtime and, you know... Um, now you're, you're to some degree, you're beholding to them because, you know, they're saying, Hey, you, if you want to run and rise or, you know, uh, SAP rise, you, you're going to have to, you know, follow our guidelines. Right. And so now you have to plan for those as again, as you stated. So, yeah. And I think a good partner, uh, having those conversations with that, that partner ahead of time will at least prepare you for those conversations. You're not going to be able to change a lot, right? Because SAP is set, right? Mm-hmm. You know, in the way they they will do things. But at least you can prepare for um, and know what you're getting into prior to that migration, making that change. Yeah. So there was a couple of things you mentioned there that, you know, a good partner can help bring to light or other considerations that organizations might need to uh, have discussions around, right? So, you know, regions for the location or interconnects or what about things like security and some of the other stuff that might kind of not get noticed or not be talked about initially because, you know, the the rise solution tends to be billed as like the easy button, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's not necessarily, um, but you're absolutely right. Security is a perfect example. A lot of customers who are running on-prem today have, I mean, they have their setup right? They have their security software, they have their security appliances, next-gen firewalls, routing, all the, all the networking considerations, which, you know, I'm going to say are significant. That's, you know, one of the, one of the primary considerations when you're moving to the public cloud is, you know, security, how, you know, how are we going to handle that? And, and certainly there's a lot, you know, if you're, if you're running, say, you know, um, uh, Palo Alto firewall, you know, on-prem, you can, you can run, you know, a Palo Alto firewall in the cloud, of course, in a virtual fashion. But now, you know, you've got to make considerations for that, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're, you're connecting to the public cloud and now you have additional connections. And, you know, is it a kind of a whole migration to the public cloud or, you know, are you, are you going to be, a, you know, hybrid, right? Like, and many customers need to be hybrid. I was right? going to ask that question. Other it applications like that it. are not adjacent to SAP, but are just, you know, part and parcel of running their business. Yeah. Right. So, you know, it's, it's a big consideration. And that's why I think the, the planning can't be done in a vacuum with SAP. You have to consider, you know, your entire ecosystem of your data center and all your all your enterprise applications. Because when you when you when you talk rise, even though it might be your primary, you know, SAP might be your primary application, you you have get so many other considerations to think about. And that and again, that's where that proper planning can mm-hmm. help because you know 
Uh, security is is a is a big one, and network is a, is another big one that you've got to figure out now. All right, my, I've just expanded my data center, right? If and that assumes you weren't already in the public cloud. Those those that are already in the public cloud, you know, it might be more comfortable for them. They, hey, we know what we're going to do. We know how we're going to do it. We're already hybrid. But there's a lot of folks out there that you know this move by SAP to rise. Uh, forces them to go in the public cloud where they maybe haven't been. Uh, so they, they, and for though, I think it's most important for those companies that haven't had a lot of experience with public cloud to really do more planning. The ones that have, they, they, they probably run into a few of these pitfalls like we have when we were migrating clients, but mm-hmm. it's, it's the ones that haven't that really have to, I think, you know, uh, take stock of what, what they have. How they plan to implement it once they they add a public cloud component, mm-hmm. and then you know where are those all those workloads going to reside, and how are they going to you know protect their environment now that it's you know a little bit more expanded. Well, um, so so real quick, I'm going to turn tables on you. Yeah. So you know wh- where is SAP uh, with in terms of you know the 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 date to move right off of whether you're on a, you know a non HANA database? Yeah. Have they? Have they um, pushed that date more? Do we anticipate that date to get pushed further again? Where 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 are things at there? Yeah, I know that, you're kind of in. You yeah, know, you got your your pulse, <laughs> the pulse of the uh, the SAP ecosystem. Yeah, that, that's a question that comes up all the time, um, and that's you know kind of the holy grail of what SAP will do. And we don't know yet. Right now, they've held fast to 2027. Sure. It's been that way for probably about five years now, right? Okay. They were hoping when they established that date. Gave enough customers runway. Um, They made the mistake previously of giving them only a few years and they kept pushing it back. So right now they're holding that line, 2027. Um, But what I think is also kind of interesting, and let me clarify 2027. So that's maintenance and support for ECC application, right? If you're on S4, depending on the version, there's different maintenance dates uh, or windows. Uh, But what I've been noticing is each newer version of S4 HANA tends to have a shorter maintenance window to kind of align with that 2027 date. It's not exact, but for example, you know, if you were on like S4 version 1509, you know, you maybe had 10 years of maintenance. Um, I mean, I don't have the numbers in front of me, so I don't have the exact numbers, but like, you know, now that you're getting up to, uh, you know, 16 or 17, those maintenance windows are shortening. So there seem to be consolidating where they want that, that cutoff date to be right around 2027. So Customers are still faced with that decision of what they need to do when they get there and how they're going to proceed. Got it. So, so what? It, so, what can customers do to mitigate that move? Do they do? Can they move to S four on prem? Yeah. The nice thing is there is a lot of options, um, and there's depending on the goals of the organization, the appetite for risk, the cost, um, you know, the the skill sets, all these different factors. Organizations can do something today, even if they don't know what they're going to do in the future, right? That could start with, if you're on ECC Oracle database, they can move to HANA, right? That's one stepping stone to get to, to S4. Uh, we talked about Rise as one option. They can migrate to S4 on-premise. They can go to a public cloud, private cloud. I mean, there's a, a variety of ways you can make the journey and, and at least take steps to prepare you for that cutoff date. Um, and, and that's another really nice thing that SAP 
has available to organizations. And, and even if you don't know what your end goal is, if you don't necessarily haven't convinced yourself if you're going to go to rise, you have to have the conversation and start figuring out where you should start making inroads and start planning to at least make your path uh, shorter eventually, right? Get to a point where it's, it'll be easier in the long run. Got it. So, so, and that, that was the kind of the crux of my question was our customers forced to go to rise um, if they already own you know, the licensing for, yeah. for say, HANA or S4, that, you know, it, it sounds like they don't have to. They don't have to. I mean, they can always go dark on maintenance technically. And, you know, there's a number of other third-party providers that can provide them maintenance and support, um, which you obviously pay for. But SAP is trying to financially incentivize people to move. So there is a tiered price maintenance structure the closer you get to 2027, those yearly costs will start increasing. Uh, typically, maintenance is about 20% of the purchase price of your licensing. Um, and there's like certain thresholds. Like in 2025, it goes up to 22%. And then in 2026, it goes to 25%. So SAP is trying to incentivize customers financially to move off sooner. But I know a lot of customers aren't ready. And, and quite frankly, I've had conversations with a few. And these tend to be customers that have been running SAP for a long time, 20 plus years, that they just need more time. They're not sure where their, their final end goal is going to be. And so they're not necessarily going to be beholden to SAP's timeline. They're going to be willing to figure it out themselves, even if that means costing more money, maybe in the long run, because they need to you know pay a third party maintenance for a few more years or something. So sure. there's yeah. a variety of options out there. Okay. Yeah, it just seems like, you know, it's it's a it's something that SAP's forcing upon clients that may not be, you know, uh it may not desire to go to the public cloud, right? You know, they, they I mean, it's it seems like that's the primary option. Even though I know we, you know, we're we're familiar with a couple other uh, options which allow you to have a, you know, customer data center yeah. to run rise um uh in a cloud fashion and it's a solution that that we can sell but well that's you, that's a great point bob because yeah. again i i was speaking in generalities of there's options right but i think there are really nice options that meet in the middle that give customers what they need from a control perspective so for example you mentioned you know private clouds or or customer data centers where the customer can define what that data center is um maybe even have it on premise manage it, whatever, or leverage a third party like American Digital to manage it. And it gives them that same look and feel of what they're used to, but also um, satisfies some of the needs, uh, you know, that SAP is looking for from the customers, like changing the licensing model or giving them a as a service subscription model for paying and stuff. So there's, yeah. there's good options out there. No, yeah. And the model that we're, you know, that that we're familiar with is the what um, it's with Hewlett Packard Enterprise. It's the their PECDC and don't Test me on the what the acronym means, but it's you know it's essentially a private cloud in the customer's data center that yep. SAP owns, and the customer pays the the use of it for. So so the hardware comes from SAP uh, and via HPE, right? So yep. it's H, HPE, you know, Green Lake solution, pay as you go kind of solution, pay per use, but provided by SAP as opposed to us as as you know an HPE partner. And but what it does allow the customer to do is have uh, on-prem hardware, right? Yeah. And and uh, even though it'll be owned and supplied by SAP, um, you know, again, it'll be much like Rise in, in the public cloud, a Rise uh, environment and, uh, in a private cloud and customer data center. Again, you have the same situation where SAP is going to control that P 
piece of that private cloud on, at your data center in a colo, wherever you decide to put it. And then you'll still need that, you know, separate, you know, environment. So your existing data yeah. center, um, can, sh- will need to connect up to that existing equipment. And, um, again, it, it provides, I think, a, to your point, a, a flexible solution for clients who aren't, you know, don't desire to go to the public cloud or aren't ready. Or don't, you know, many folks are like, hey, these are the crown jewels of our, of our company, yeah. this SAP environment that we've, you know, we've cultivated over many years and, you know, created processes around. And now, you know, we're being forced to go to the public cloud. You know, this gives them a viable option, I think. And, and, you know, n- not many customers and even, you know, sales reps I found from SAP know this exists. Yeah. Right. And because they get credit, you know, the same as they would if they put it in the public cloud. But I think it's an unfamiliar thing. And, you know, they're, they're used to working with the, you know, the folks from, you know, Microsoft or Google or Amazon. Right. Um, and they may not be familiar with, you know, some of these, uh, solutions that come from the, your, your, your historical hardware vendors. Right. That have been doing SAP for 30 <laughs> years. Right. Yep. And, and they're like, Hey, you, you left us out. You know, do you remember us? We, you know, we've been working with you guys for a long time. There are viable solutions. So I, I, you know, we, we are familiar with the HPE offering and I know there's others out there from the other hardware vendors, but that, that's one that I think is, a, is a very viable solution, but not promoted enough yeah. to, to, to potential rise customers. Well, and, and to kind of bring it full circle to where we started, right? About how rise is ever evolving. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, it's ever evolving, uh, from a customer perspective, right? But behind the scenes, what are the options that customers can adopt is ever evolving? And this is a prime example of it, right? That, that HP, PE, CDC, private edition, customer data center. So you, and, knew, you knew it. Yeah. <laughs> and not, not to, uh, you know, fully bring it full circle, but it also could be a viable option for what we talked about with the SAP adjacent solutions as well, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, if you're, if, you're absolutely right. We've talked with many, many clients uh, uh, that are looking at these solutions and, you know, essentially, you, you create two pay-per-use environments, one that mm-hmm. SAP supplies and then one for the adjacent, you know, because many customers I've seen use the, this time as a way to refresh their environment. So, you yeah. know, and rethink, okay, how am I going to do this going forward? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and these pay-per-use models allow you to have those, the public cloud economics and flexibility um, uh, on-prem. Right. And many don't see that as an option uh, until a partner like us tells them, you know, that it exists. And in many ways, these these options are are less expensive than the public cloud options. Um, You know, just, you know, depends. You got to you got to talk about. But the point is, you know, it is it is a time when you're making a big change like this to to rethink how you're doing things and then moving to the the, uh, pay per use model. And. You know, you, you create environment for your, the rise, right? From SAP. And then you, you, you can create an identical environment for all those SAP adjacent apps and non, you know, um, SAP apps, right? And, and, and this way you, you don't have, you know, different ways of paying for infrastructure. You have one way pay, you know, pay per use and very cloud like. Whether you're public cloud or you know private cloud, you know it's still a pay per use uh, option that I think many customers are at least looking at now. You know, researching is does that make sense for us? Does our environment change enough? Are we growing you know enough to take advantage? Because I think that's where you know a lot of people you know might move to that pay per use model, but I think it it really benefits those that have perhaps seasonal or unpredictable use. 
you know, of the environment because then they can, they can, you know, uh, burst up and, and, and then back down. Yeah. And a lot of it, flexibility. Yeah. And so, you know, the, again, going back to, you know, our original statement of, Hey, you, you know, if you have a good partner that understands, you know, how they implement these things and, and, and what the pitfalls are, you can, you know, have these discussions up front of what is the best way for us to, to architect the SAP environment, uh, whether they go to the public cloud or stay in a private cloud, you know, these, these are the conversations I know we've had many, yeah. many times up front and whether we're doing an assessment or it's just, you know, part of the pre-sales process talking to the client about, you know, Hey, here are the things you got to consider, you know, what, what are you thinking, you know, and here's our recommendation more so that, I mean, that's the, you know, I think you, you know, when customers look at a third party, they, they hopefully get a recommendation from from somebody who's done it before right yep. and and has the experience doing it and i and i know you know that that's us right i mean we've seen these environments we've we've been through the you know these these experiences and have seen the pitfalls of of you know not making some of the right decisions and i think that's where you know certainly we, i know we can help I don't, I don't want this to be a commercial for American Digital, <laughs> but it, it certainly can be one because, you know, we, we, we can certainly help clients, right? And, yeah. and, um, so anyway, that's kind of, you know, my take on this whole, uh, you know, decision that clients are going to be forced in, in a sense to make. They, yeah. they, it's, they, they're, you're not going to get away from 2027. Nope. So you something has to be done, whether yeah. you go to rise or some other model, you cannot stay steady state. Something will need to change. Exactly right. Um, any other, you know, things you've seen over the last few years with Rise? No. Well, yes and no. We don't have probably a ton of time to go into all the details. Um, but it, it gets to my earlier point of, of Rise is ever-evolving. SAP is always trying to find ways to align their solutions with what customers' needs are. So announcements aplenty always come out. Um, and I just always take the the thought of, you know, this is an evolving thing. Um, we're always sure. going to see changes and, and hopefully, you know, they're, they're in the right direction for the customer. But it all really comes down to, again, finding someone who is able to bring a holistic view and, and, and help disseminate the information and what the options are. And I think that's, you know, my main message is the value of like a, a true partner that has their pulse on what SAP is doing and understands stuff outside of just the SAP realm as well, because this rise or the maintenance window from SAP is not just an SAP conversation anymore. It's so much larger. Yeah. It's going to affect every part of your organization. So you really need a holistic view and a partner who can help you navigate that water. Yeah. Well, uh, that's, that's American digital for sure. And, and we do have, you know, the SAP Sapphire conference coming up next month. So I'm sure there will be announcements aplenty. Yep. We'll be there. And, you know, if anybody wants to seek us out at Sapphire, I think it's uh, May 16th, uh, 16th and 17th. 17th. Yep. And American Digital would would love to meet with uh, clients at Sapphire, certainly, and uh, we'll be available to, to help you out and through the journey. So um, we look forward to, you know, folks uh, meeting us there. And um, with that, we thank you for joining the IT Unfiltered podcast with Bob Panos and Michael Johnson from American Digital. And if you have any questions or want to contact us about uh, what we talked about today with Rise, we'd be happy to answer your questions and help you through uh, your SAP journey. Thank you for joining.